0: That was a little Jason Aldeen hit down getting us right into our handicapping one-on-one with the works and this segment is called trip handicapping. Let's go right into it. When you're watching racing, you're watching for things out of place. Not out of the norm. Taken up, that's out of the norm. What you want to see is the subtle trouble that other people don't pick up. What can that be? Some horses are not good gate horses. And in my book, I state and I cover the power step. That is the first two steps out of the gate a horse takes. Most horses are consistent. If they come out of the gate and take three steps to the right or three steps to the left, they repeat that over time. That is just who they are. So, number one, when you're watching the gate, make sure you watch pan and head shot. The head-on shot will show you the tendency of the horse. The pan shot shows you how quickly they get out of the gate. So when I look at horses, especially in the morning, in the morning I get a good handle on whether a horse is a real good gate horse. There was a horse called Chaps. He just ran an opening day in the last race here at Keeneland um, on April 4th. And Chaps was a horse that was working 46s out of the gate. But he wasn't getting out of the gate. He was breaking slow, rushing up, and working 46. When he was entered first time out, I knew that every clocker that saw the horse work was going to be all over him because he worked fast from the gate. My my entire premise of the horse was he's not going to get out of the gate first time out. And guess what he did? He broke slow. Because we were paying attention. So if you're paying attention and you're watching that pan shot, you would realize Chaps was a horse that habitually broke slow. If you read the report, you knew it going in. So, and gateworks show up on the tote board. And they're not as meticulous as some other people are when you're watching gateworks works to be able to tell you whether that horse is going to be actually be able to get out of the gate in the full field. So, using the workout report, you knew he'd break slow, and he did break slow. So, now you're watching him. How did he break slow? Well, he had maybe four or five steps before he actually figured out what he was doing. So, that is another part that you can watch that horse through his career, and you can tell if he's improving in that particular area. And some horses are smart. They can do that. And Chaps was a horse that did improve second and third time out. Here's another point. If you get a horse and you read the workout report and we have a couple of average gate works where he doesn't get out well and then he takes off or he just simply doesn't get out well and they've kept working him from the gate he may be over-trained from the gate. So they come out in the afternoon, he doesn't break well. Next time out, if they don't take him back to the gate and work him again, I'll tell you, that horse might definitely improve. So you really have to watch your gate when you're watching your replays to actually have notes on these horses. Now the power step. Some horses take two, three steps before they can explode. Well, those are the kind of horses that if they're drawn in the one or two or three hole and they take that slow power step, they break well enough to get pinched. All of a sudden, it's trouble. So you got this horse down inside, takes a couple of funny steps out of the gate, gets pinched off. Oh, he's a bad gate horse. Not if he gets moved next time out, he draws the outside. You've heard, you've heard me say, horse moves from inside to outside. On a track that maybe plays to outside post, that horse is in a premium spot. Because now he could break a little slow. But he won't have the field coming down on him from the outside to, to crush him. Now, if he breaks and breaks to the inside, he crushes whoever doesn't have the power step inside. And that is, again, that's sprinting. That, you'd have to take that into consideration. So now you've got a good handle on a horse of where he's in the starting gate. You have a good idea of what kind of steps he has out of the gate. Makes it a lot easier when you look at entire race to say, bingo, that horse is going to pop out of there and get a great trip. So now you've got a, you've got a horse that's possibly going to get a better trip than he's gotten before. That's a reality of watching videos. Now, another point, you also have to do your daily work and your weekly or monthly work to see what post position and what track are good. For example, at Gulfstream Park this year, the inside rail, the one post, was winning 20% of the time. It was the highest percentage at Gulfstream Park, sprinting, but yet you still heard analysts say, "Well, he drew the rail. Well, the rail has been fantastic." So let's say you get a horse that does not run well from the rail, and people are telling you, well, oh, he had the rail trip, and you know that wasn't the you know you know he didn't like that 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 spot, or he didn't run well because he had the inside." Well, you know better than that. You know that that inside post was very very good. Also. Look at who's riding those horses from the inside. There's a rider that rode a couple of major long shots, Angel Rodriguez. He was phenomenal getting horses out of the inside. And whether they won or not, he got them out and they were rolling early. So, So then the jockey, the post position is very important on tracks that, for example, as Gulfstream was tremendous to the inside. And also realize that if they're good tremendous on the inside, at Gulfstream, the outside post positions were atrocious sprinting. So when you're looking at it and you see a horse that, out of the gate, broke slow out of the nine hole, rushed up, couldn't really get going, and backed up, next time out, if he draws in the inside, he might get the better trip. So that is worth noting on your sheet when you're looking at it, know your post position studies. They are very important. Trip is in the eye of the beholder. There are guys that are good at it. And there are guys that are horrible at it. I have a gentleman named Brian Lazarica that is a very, very good analyst. When he when he wa- when he goes over horses to watch and trouble trip notes, those are highlighted on our cheat sheet when we do have them. He's deadly with that. And, but there's other guys that just because a horse down is inside, well, he was in trouble, he was bottled up. Oh, he was blocked. And then you're watching the head on and you're really watching the race. A horse couldn't get through the hole. And that is the big difference between myself when I look at horses to other people. I don't fool myself by telling myself, well, no, that horse got trouble. You know, he couldn't get through a hole. i can tell you, he, went, he didn't want to go through the hole because he wasn't fast enough to get through the hole. And the, the hole was moving faster than he was. So you have to learn to be very, even if you've got a bet on the horse, you have got to be judicious. You have got to have no prejudice. You cannot do trip notes with a ticket in your hand. So now I am looking for horses to actually have trouble. If a horse has a a hole inside that he can drive a Mack truck through and he doesn't go through, one, the hole was moving faster than him, and two, and or, he didn't want to go through. So now, you actually can label that horse, he won't run inside. And you talk to jocks. And you talk to them, and they will tell you, I can move a horse inside and he won't run. i move him outside and he does run. I have seen horses be placed right behind other horses, getting dirt in their face. Rider moves out, horse responds, rider moves back in, horse doesn't respond. So I watch for that. I watch for riders to be able to put in horses, behind horses, outside horses, and they're feeling them out as far as where this guy wants to run. So again, the trip is in the eye of the beholder. Nowadays, it seems like analysts really ask you, three que- to tell you ask themselves three questions. Is the rail good or bad? Who's going to make the lead? And who's got the fastest figure? That's all seemed, they seem to care. Well, the rail. As we mentioned, Gulfstream was very good from the one post position. The inside was the place to be. That's the track profile. That's not a bias. That's a profile. A bias has got a limited time span. Like one day, a day and a half, two days. But the rail is the only place you'll find most of the speed horses. So if a speed horse breaks on top and goes wire to wire, you've got already the geniuses jumping up and down saying the rail is good. Or speed is good. Well, where do you expect? the speed horse to be five wide, which in reality, if you watch the head ons, as much as you watch the pan shots, you will notice that riders don't ride inside. They ride, especially the Saratoga, they ride four off. The immediate response from players is the inside must be no good. I am wondering if a lot of handicappers never rode a bike. A bicycle, yes. And that would mean without training wheels. How many times have any of you rode a bicycle and you've got to take a turn? What do you do? You float off and come down because you can accelerate through the turn. So riders don't want to be stuck down inside and get pinned on the rail where they have to kind of maneuver tentatively through the turn. They want to be able to float out and come in and accelerate into the turn. That's how you do that. So being off the rail doesn't mean the rail is no good. Being off the rail, it allows you to dive down inside on the turn. And also, they're inviting other riders to come up inside. So when they go take that turn on the turn it is only natural for the rider to ease up and to be able to have to go around. So that is a tactic. It is not about the individual part of the track. Period. Do not listen to people tell you that the inside is no good because they were way off of it down the backside. No, they're inviting people inside so they can cut them off and shut the door going into the turn. Speed horses that are in between horses. If you got four horses across... The track you better be damn good to be between in the second or third spot and be able to sustain that and keep going because horses are competitive you got three of them across the track that inside that middle horse is going to get the worse he better be faster than all of them I knew battle of midway when he debuted first time out he was a good horse he dueled from between horses at Santa Anita in a very fast pace and drew off. The late Battle of Midway showed in his first start that he was indeed a very good animal. So when you're looking at horses in between, I make a note of that too, especially in the workouts. In the workouts, I'll note who's on the rail, who's in, the, in between, and who's outside. Why? I want another one who gets the easy trip three wide, and I want to know the horse that's in between. The horse that's in between is the one I'm interested in. Because that trainer is putting that horse in a spot to see how he reacts. And some horses show you who they are, as I mentioned, with Battle of the Midway. The three wide at the three-eighths pole trip is the is is how we train horses here in America. We put horses behind horses and make a move three wide at them in the morning. Uh we we really teach them that being on the outside is where they want to be. So If I see a trip on a horse, three wide on the outside, in the clear, no dirt in his face, and he still gets beat, I kind of downgrade that horse. The sheets give him a better number. Oh, well, he carried. Uh, No. That horse had the most optimum trip in the world. No dirt in his face, outside of horses, no undue pressure, and he got beat. How about the horse taking dirt? When you're watching the replay, you watch and see how that horse handles the dirt. Some horses don't handle it well. They go up and down. They look like the rocking horse. Their head is bobbing around. They don't like it. It's hitting them in the face. You got clods. You got rocks hitting them in the head and the eyes. But you want to watch the one that actually moves right through it. The ones that don't take that dirt, I don't know if they ever will. But you stick them three wide outside with no with no pressure and outside of the, the kickback, and all of a sudden, bingo, bango, bongo, they're going right up there and running well. Well, they got nothing in their way, not a straw in their path. So being three wide into the outside sometimes can be detrimental, and ground loss is actually a good thing. Taking dirt behind a, a bunch of horses and not running through it it's something you got to know, you got to remember. I spoke about watching a replay. The pan shot and the head-on shot is a must. And also watching the way a horse travels. If you watch the Bluegrass Stakes that was run on Saturday, April 6th at, at Keeneland, watch the head-on and watch how bad Vakoma travels. That's the horses you want to know because those are horses you can play against. Gallop outs. People get fixated on gallop outs. A lot of horses, that when you got them under pressure, their throats are working overtime. And when you release that pressure at the wire, they take off. Why? Because their throats relax, they get air into the system, and boom, they fly. I see that in the afternoon, in the morning. So I think gallop outs are really something that people overthink or overstate. Now, about a horse that is asked to go an extra eighth of a mile, and you can see that. People have done it, leading in the derby, see if the horse will go a mile and a quarter. I I, I just don't believe it means anything. You either do or you don't. And if you got to test them to see if they do, it usually means you have a feeling that they don't. So, gallop outs, remember. Everybody else, some horses, I know Bruce Sadley, for example, on Kona Gold, he would be pulled up five feet after the, after the wire. He didn't believe in gallop outs. So, keep that in mind. This is a series that we're going to be doing, it's a handicapping series. On workouts, anything that we can do, we call it our Gabby One one with the works. We've talked about trips. My final point to you is: watch races as I have covered. Watch head ons. Watch pan trips. Understand your post positions, and understand that you need to keep notes on these horses to be able to have a good idea of what you're looking at. So, I think we covered a lot of ground here. I hope I didn't uh, toast you. A little overdone. But uh, enjoy your day, and we will come back with our next topic shortly.